I, all I have is school, Derek. I don't have someone to love me. Yeah, fish. podcast this is uh episode 134 it's easier to do when i'm within whacking distance uh i am your host this week uh derek uh shane couldn't make it thanks shane uh and uh with me today we've got courtney dossett how are you tonight i'm good how are you derek i am doing very well thank you uh and josh jackson hey what's going on the dance machine yeah that's right and i did it without rainbow arrows telling me what to do this time too Ooh. Uh, yeah, so we're back. It's been a bit of a an odd month. It's been over a month since our last show, and nobody quite knows why is the most interesting part. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I kind of know why. I don't know why. We all have fucking shit going on. Mm. Like school, school blew up for me. Josh is busy with school the rest of you guys like work and have spouses and yeah. stuff i mean if yeah. someone wants us, to us uneducated folk if someone wants to pay me to just do nothing I mean, i'll gladly married. quit school yeah yeah I, all i have is school derek i don't have someone to love me yeah fish yeah. i just have school yeah you got fish there's fish? plenty of fish in the sea courtney they can't even prove that fish there are plenty have, of fish like... in the sea <laughs> they can't prove that fish have oh. what uh, they can't prove that fish feel pain, so I doubt that they can prove that fish feel love. I feel like, how can they not prove that? Like, um, there was, like, a paper, because, like, there's not, like, just to get real into this ethics thing, they, they don't treat invertebrates and fish as if they feel pain, even because pain is a human construct, where you, like, remember it, and they can't, they can't prove that fish understand pain the same way we do, so they'll allow, like what we would consider unethical for mammals and humans to experience, they'll do to fish and invertebrates. Um, it's fucked unless up. They're, unless they're cephalopods, because cephalopods, they've, they've, they've made that connection that they're pretty intelligent. But uh, That's some, uh, but it's like some things. Hideo Kojima shit right there. Yeah, we had a big discussion about that in class and got in some arguments. So. About Hideo, Hideo Kojima? Kojima? Oh, no, about fucking whether or not lobsters feel pain. The class was just really upset about what happened to Silent Hills. <laughs> me too, Courtney. Ooh, me too. It's too uh, scary for me. Uh, well, it didn't come out, so the real, the real, the real scary part is that we're, you know, we'll never, we're never going to see it happen. Well, wow. I mean, we got, we're getting a new Mega Man, never, so anything never could forget. happen. Yeah, is it? We're getting, it look, what so are we the getting? new Mega Man. Oh, so is the new Mega Man? Is that also done by the guy that did Mighty Number no. Nine, or is he like gone? He's doing his own thing. No, yeah, he's gone from Capcom. So he's gone. This is just in house okay. from Capcom. All right, and it'll probably be better than Mighty Number no. Nine. Probably, I'm counting on it. it I mean, that's not hard that hard. Do. Probably. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways, we're back. We're back after a month. Uh, we thought, what better night to return on than. Well, right now it's the night after the video game awards. By the time this gets edited and posted, it'll like, be after the gaming New awards. New Year's of Day. New Year's Day is when New it'll. Year's Day. I mean, if I would be surprised if it made it up by then. So. Oh. I mean, uh, I'm gonna edit it. So. Oh, you're gonna edit it. Oh, okay. So it'll be so, so like, it'll oh, be great. out like 
by Monday at the latest. So <laughs> Great. probably more like tomorrow. Uh, perfect. Uh, Game Awards happened last night. Um, I was at work, so I didn't get to watch them live. I've watched about half the show at this point. Uh, but yeah, we thought what better night to return than the night after the Game Awards so we could chat about some of the award winners this year. I know a lot of us... I mean, there's only three of us here. So if some of us have played a lot of the games that were on uh, the awards list there. And I feel like some of us have watched some of the show. So, hey, Josh, you've watched all of the show. Is that correct? I watched none of the show, but oh, okay. I know everything that happened, including... <laughs> this has I, I been another episode. For once, I think this is a Geeks game, Geekscape Games first. I think for once, I've watched and know the most about what happened. Jeez. Take it away, Courtney. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like first of all, like I I don't usually watch these. I don't like award shows, so I, I feel like don't I love award them. shows. I don't like. I mean, I do when like people were. I like to know what pretty clothes people are wearing, but it seems like the that, dress that is the part I is, don't care about at all. Oh, uh, see, I grew up with like a fashion designer, so like that's my favorite mm. part. So like this for me is weird because everyone's wearing like fucking t-shirts and sports jackets. I mean, they but gotta rep their I'm, games. And what? They gotta rep their games. Yeah, which I'm a fan of. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you could do some sweet cosplay. Like, there's some opportunities being missed. Yeah, but that's like, that would be, I feel like that would be super unprofessional, though, at the same time. I mean, a t shirt I mean, with a sports a jacket is pretty. And a sports jacket. So that's pretty unprofessional, but also, like, totally on par with what a game designer should be wearing. But, like, cosplay, especially if you're old game, like, that seems a little I would, bit. I would hella you know. do it. I don't give a fuck. You should become if a game designer a game. and do it then. Ooh, just design shit. I mean, um, if that video with that lady taught us anything that, like... I mean, she had a horrible speech, but it was really touching oh, at the same time. And, uh, uh Yes, yeah. yeah. Anyone can do so, it. So, I think that was actually... So, I think, actually, my favorite thing overall from the game, the, the awards that I liked was that I finally felt like women had decent representation. Mm-hmm. Not to get, like, political on anybody, but two women, like, the two, like awards that they had they had like it was like basically a lifetime achievement award and like the best the best performance award both went to women and they had a lot of women coming up on stage to like accept awards like um the i wrote it down the best um the best storytelling like a woman went up to go pick up that the best narrative that's what it was the best narrative yeah she went up and picked up the thing and she said something and the guy just kind of stood there and looked savvy in his hat so um, I love I loved that, and I look forward to more stuff like that yeah. happening. On best for on best performance, though, were there any guys even nominated? I'm trying to remember because I think it was the person who won for Hellblade, and then I think it was the lady who plays Chloe, and then Laura Bailey who plays uh, Nadine, both from Uncharted, and then the girl who plays Chloe in Life is Strange, and mm. then I'm pretty sure it was all women for best performance if I remember correctly, which is actually pretty surprising. Um, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Let me look here. So there was no Troy Baker or, Nor- or, or Nolan, Nolan North? North no. They decided to give other people what? a chance. It was like the year Stevie Wonder like, didn't win the Grammy, and it was only because he didn't release an album that year. <laughs> but no. Um, but on that subject, I did want to talk a little bit about Hellblade, and I'm kind of disappointed that Shane's not here for this one because just on – the last episode we were talking about DMC Devil May Cry and how much we really like that adaptation. And Hellblade is made by the same people who made DMC. So oh, that game's really? been on my radar since it came out, but I between time and trying not to spend too much, I never got it. But that game walked away with so many accolades, which kind of surprised me. When it's uh, the Hellblade one, sorry? Yeah. 
it got the best in- voice actor, like we said, and then it got best audio mm-hmm. design and games for impact. Games for impact, yeah. It was interesting because I feel like aside from potentially hearing the title a couple times, like I hadn't really ever seen or heard of the game. But then the first, because it was also nominated for a few things it didn't win, and I saw like you know that ten second clip when they're talking about the nominations itself, and I was like, what the fuck is that? It looks really cool. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was made by the DMC guys either. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure that's their first game that they've developed from the ground up since dmc Mm. i know they've like co-developed a few things here and there but yeah and it's like it's a download only game i think it's on steam and ps4 for like 30 bucks i didn't realize it was download only yeah Yeah, but it came out i want to say in like september so it's not even that old but Mm -hmm. yeah i heard it was good and i'm a big fan of the developer but to see it walk away with so many awards really caught my attention yeah and that's like one of the games i keep hearing about and i want to play it because the whole like psychology aspect of it right and it just sounds so intense and so amazing like it just it just it's on my to-do list for sure it almost made my christmas list but it didn't ah, mm-hmm. i figured all right i'm just gonna get it and it'll be fine um but so for best performance there's does that mean it's on sale game. right now as well because i know there was video game awards sales going on on a lot of the different platforms i'm not sure I but i need to check see. i didn't see for hellblade <laughs> i know that bethesda is doing um, a sale because they're doing some kind of like marketing campaign where they're trying to push their single player game. I saw the commercial for that it's was cringy. fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I mean, but I thought it was in a cringy. fantastic I mean, it's way. Funny. I was like, "Fuck yeah, single player games!" I mean, I fuck your I, loot boxes. I usually struggle to have and have the opposite problem. I struggle to find like multiplayer games that I can play with people that I want to play that aren't a shoot 'em up game. Mm. Oh shit! So uh, sorry to interrupt, but Hellblade is on sale right now on PlayStation Store. It's twenty. Oh, yeah. It's twenty five percent off from twenty nine ninety nine to twenty two forty nine. Wow, that's not bad. So it looks like I know what I'm getting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the best performance category, there was one man. Okay. From, and he was Brian Bloom. He was in Wolfenstein Two and as B J. Blazkowicz. Mm. Okay. Um, and I'm also uh, sad that Laura so... Bailey didn't win because I do love me Laura Bailey hmm. so much. Uh, the game is on sale until 8 a.m. tomorrow, just so you know, Josh, oh, eight, so make sure you get up early. 8 a.m. tomorrow? Fuck, I'll just do it tonight. That's what it says, yeah. No, I'm not right now. I'm I'm, 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 I'm a professional. Oh. I mean, <laughs> not right unlike, second. Unlike, I mean, unlike the day I'm that sorry, the Switch came out. I all of you. I was just going to say, like, all of y'all. Like, fuck you guys, I need to pre-order this. Air. Well, that was a special case. Okay. Th- that's true. If if you couldn't tell from how many awards Nintendo swept up, the Switch is a special case. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That is true. Which apparently, according to the internet, Nintendo gets nothing but favoritism, and they must have paid off everybody, and that they just they I've, just I've coast, heard that about Nintendo. They just coast by with name value, and people just default to give them awards because of their name. And I'm like, <laughs> did people forget the last fucking five years when people just mocked yeah. and ignored the Wii U? I mean, what yeah. fucking universe was I living in the last five or six years? Yeah, it was so it was really it was so neat just seeing so many nominations for nintendo titles first of all because that's something that hasn't happened in some time um but also seeing how many how many games like how i and it was very largely zelda but there's some mario stuff as well but seeing just how many titles sorry seeing how many just how many awards that title could win was pretty amazing and like seeing the excitement and the new dlc release like i have not gotten that far into zelda like it's it's somebody sent me a message the other day and it was like, because you know how on the Switch you can go 
and go to your friends' pages, and it'll like sort of tell you how long they've played the games. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I had like every major release is like on my list, and every single one is like played for a little while, except for like Mario Kart that was like played for a while. Uh, and then I saw that, and I was like, man, I fucking suck at playing video games. <laughs> Like, apparently I have the attention span of, like, a two-year-old because, like, every game is, like, played for a little while, and then I move on to another game, and then I move on to another game, and then I move on to another game. And you know what? You have no excuse because it's portable. Yeah, I I very rarely actually take my Switch out of the house, and I don't know what, like, and it, like, I legitimately are, you know, that, as to per that article I wrote back in August, that car is still broken, so... Most days I am transiting to work, and it's like an hour and forty-five minutes each way. But I just feel uncomfortable. Like, like the transit system here is so packed that it's like I don't know if I could even pull out my switch. But like, I'm standing on a train. Like, I feel like I can barely keep my balance when the train tries to stop. Anyways, like I don't think I could play games at the same right. time. Sometimes I'll be like reading my phone and I'll feel sick. Mm. And I mean, I guess I could bring it to work and play it on like lunch breaks and stuff. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I should start doing that more, though. So, in other words, you're not a gamer. Oh. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think <laughs> oh, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, I, I totally would love to have a Switch. Michaela plays it too much. No, that, so I can uh, play it when I can play it, like, between classes and during class and everywhere. You can just, like, and then just pass a controller to a friend. Suddenly, you guys are playing Mario Kart against each other. I start making the friends. The whole class is so watching. There you go. But that's how I'll meet my husband. He'll see me playing Ooh. Switch somewhere, and he'll be like, "Hey, baby, how's it going?" And I'll be like, "Come play Snipper Clips with me." There you oh, go, Snipper Clips. Next thing you know, yeah. I'm getting married. You guys can all come to the wedding. Next thing you oh, know, sweet. he's all sliding up inside you on that Snipper Clips. Oh, that's so creepy, Josh. Hey, you brought up Snipper Clips, <laughs> not him. I guess that's true. That is literally the game. <laughs> I know. I've played it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just wasn't going there. I didn't think about that. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to break the ice somehow. <laughs> um. So back back to the game awards. Is there anything that was like? First of all, Wait. you said you don't like award shows. I feel like I really enjoy award shows, and I quite like, you know, like Jeff Keighley's just done a great job of building this up and up and up and up each year, and it's just so entertaining to watch it and to see. You know, I remember watching bat watching this back in the day when it was you know the VGAs on on uh, Spike. Yes, sir. Is that still is Spike still around? Yes, sir. I think it was still airing on Spike. Spike is no. still around. No, no. I think they broke it off like two or three oh. years ago, and that's why it's just called the Game Awards now, is because it's like like Jeff Keighley like does it like it's his own thing at this point. Sh- okay. And they stream it. They stream it like everywhere for free. Shows how much I know. Um. But yeah, no, he's done a great job of building it up and up and up over the year, and it's it's at the point where like like just seeing these huge world premieres of like the first trailers for games that haven't been announced yet, which we saw a bunch of uh, last night. Um, I don't know. I I just feel like it's really cool to see the recognition for the people that make this stuff because aside from you know magazines and websites and podcasts and everything like that that have been doing like their yearly like game of the year and stuff like that for years which again is you know that is a celebration of the game itself but to actually see these people get to go up on stage and talk about the experience that it was building the game and and actually you know be applauded for their work i think is really touching and it's something i really enjoy actually watching yeah and with me it's like i never really cared about the game awards too much like to be honest i still don't care a whole lot but 
the way that it has evolved and this year in particular from what I've watched and from the feedback I've seen from other people, it really did seem to carry this level of weight and this level of prestige that in previous years it didn't really feel like it had, I want to say. Like this year felt a lot more professional aside from that one dude coming up and losing his shit about like fuck the Oscars and all that, whatever that was about. But, you know, aside (laughs) from that, it really did have the air of something very for lack of a better word legitimate and it really did feel like a coming together of a celebration of all the best games of the year and to celebrate the creators of those um, products as opposed to uh, in previous years it always just felt like kind of like a corporatized thing Mm. well I don't know compared to because I mean when I've watched award shows I've always watched them with like my mom and it's always been like the Golden Globe or the Oscars or, or something like that and mostly we watched it for the fashion and I feel like I'm used to that kind of pre-show and like more like song and dance and, and entertainment stuff. And I mean, they had the band play at the beginning. They had a band play in the middle that I couldn't listen to because of something like some dude started talking over it instead and pissed me off a little bit. Um, but like the beginning, like pre-show felt so cringy to me. And I felt like they were showing stuff that was really low lower on the totem pole, lower rent almost. Like World War Z, which looked like a really shitty game from 2006. Did anyone else watch that part? Is it just me? Am I being really mean? I think it was just you. Uh, I did see something for what was that game called? Like Accounting Plus or something, which is by Justin Roiland, who co-created Rick and Morty and Channel 101 back in the day and everything like that. that. That I was like, I just take my money, please. Really? Because I thought it looked like a Rick and Morty circle jerk, and I wasn't in. I wasn't for it. I like Rick and Morty. I'll watch the show, but I feel like it it caters to like. And don't be offended, Derek, because I don't think you're one of these people. But <laughs> I think it caters to like. I'm already offended. Like the like the Szechuan sauce rioters, you know, like the ones who think they're super intellectual and elite because they watch Rick and Morty and love it so much. They get all the inside jokes. And not, you know, I don't like. Do people actually feel that way? Because yes. I know a lot of people that are like, "Oh, I really love Rick and Morty," and I've never heard any. I've never heard a single one of them being like, like talk about being more intellectual because they understand the show. Um, but at the same time, had I had the day off when the Szechuan sauce was available, I would have gone down to the states to try to acquire some. Like, yeah, you know, I'm the kind of guy that gets in line for two in the at two in the morning to get like an exclusive amiibo or something like that. Well, so I'm not above Szechuan sauce. No. At you know what? The Szechuan sauce won't get you a costume in Mario Odyssey either. That's <laughs> no, but like there was like the there's there's definitely a thing, and I don't know if I've I've just gotten because I like the show. I think it's funny, and I love watching it, and I love the jokes, and I think they're hilarious. But there's definitely, like, a lot of people, and I think maybe they're just internet people, you know, like, the trolls who live in the deep parts of the internet, who are like, I'm just, I'm so intellectual, and I'm too smart because I listen, I watch Rick and Morty. And they, I think they kind of play into that a little bit, which is fine, but I, I'm just a little bit over the, the circle jerk about it, I guess. So for me, that w- felt really pander-y. I don't know. I wasn't a fan. But it may, I'm, I'm, I also feel like I'm being Shane right now, and I don't like it. Derek, save uh, me. I, no, I, like I just feel like it looks it looks cool, and yeah. I am totally down for anything VR that I can get. There you go. Oh, what about uh, how did you feel about um, Vacation Simulator? Oh, I'm so excited for that. Really? Uh, Job Simulator is amazing. 
Have you played Job Simulator? No. No. Do you know what it like? Do you guys? I do know, you know what I, it actually I, is? I have, yeah. a, I have a job. I don't need. The, so the last, so the, last the game thing I need is to like, do is like go home and play Job Simulator <laughs> after I get home from working my real job. So it's so the game is so funny, and the game is like um, often when like when people come over. Most people, I feel like, it seems like still haven't ever had a virtual reality experience. And I have a PlayStation VR. Um, so most people, when they come over, they're like, oh, like, can I try your VR headset or whatever? And so usually we'll start them either with Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, just because it's hilarious. Because you don't realize until you've really tried VR, like, just how immersive it can be and how scary things jumping out at oh, you and yeah. everything can be. So no, that's a great experience. Um, just to like, it's super entertaining to watch people play that. Um, and then we'll usually start them either with that or with job simulator. And so job simulator is like, it, like it actually has like some story behind it and it's like hilarious and it's essentially set sometime in the future. I can't remember the actual year that it's set, but it's set sometime in the future, but basically there's no humans left and you are visiting this museum <laughs> And that like it's a it's a museum of humans, so you can go see all the weird shit that like humans did, um, like be a mechanic or work in a convenience store and or work in an office. And it's all these like it's just like joke after joke after joke about all these different jobs. And like you know, if you've ever worked customer service or you've ever worked in like an office building or anything like that, like it's just every single like like stereotype and and like daily annoyance and everything is there and i don't know it's just it's just so much fun and i just feel like like it really makes you realize i i mean it's not like you didn't know these things were mundane or monotonous or anything before but it just makes like brings it to a hilarious level and i'm just really excited for them to do the same thing and bring that same level of humor to like going on vacation and you know make us realize how stupid sitting on the beach for like hours and paying a ton of money to do that or whatever like making (laughs) us realize how stupid all that shit actually is um I, i can't wait to pick that one up i love job simulator I got overly excited because I saw Fish and the Hermit Crab and was like, fucking yes, this is going to be like a Pokemon for fish. I want to learn all my fish <laughs> stats. And then it was like Vacation Simulator. So I immediately felt let down. Mm. Um, so It's because you haven't played Job Simulator. But I but I want like Biologist Simulator. You should take a drive up here and you can try Job Simulator. And you get my passport. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I'm terrible. Um but I don't know. I like I I just felt like well, World War Z looked like garbage. It doesn't look fun. It looked really kind of eh. I don't know, not good. But um, yeah. The beginning though, when they had the the Game Awards band orchestra playing, oh, that was, was a, awesome. There was a flautist, and he was so into his fluting. Mm-hmm. And I'm a flautist. I'm not. I just just like watching. It was like, man, I wish I loved the flute as much as that man did. I wish I loved anything <laughs> as much as that man loved that flute. <laughs> He was just real into it, into playing at that moment. It was great. I feel like I need to check it out now. Oh yeah, no, totally. I, like I definitely watched that part, it, but I didn't notice specifically anything. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. It's not a skin flute. It's like an orchestral flute. Hmm. I mean, I mean, anything could be. I mean, dictate. I mean, it's just easier to do when you're within whacking distance, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think one of the one of the coolest parts of kind of watching something like this and looking back especially over over just reading you know that's just reading a top 10 list or whatever from whatever 
outlet um, was like just seeing both the games that I that you know are critically acclaimed and that people love and that are good enough that they can go up against four or five other games in these categories but um, you know seeing what I missed this year and what and kind of a reminder of what I was excited for and maybe didn't get a chance to play and maybe would still like to play but also it was great to be able to look back and it's been a fantastic year for video games as a whole like it's oh yeah i don't remember i don't remember another year in the past number like in the past few years where it's been to the point where there's like so many high quality games coming out like every month that like i'm not even gonna buy this one because i only played this one for an hour and i'll play this one for an hour and like two more games that i have to buy come out in two weeks yeah and i'm just gonna play wwe anyways yeah uh <laughs> you know like like just to the to the level it's been this year is is absolutely insane did i did, and did i talk about on a previous show how i think that this year might be the best year for games period i think that you i think i remember you talking about that yeah because yeah. that might be on the last episode so. maybe so but yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that all over again when I was looking at the Game of the Year list here. And, you know, Zelda won, and I 100% agree, out of that list, Zelda was a pretty easy pick for me for Game of the Year. But you look at that list, and any other year, like, any one of those games could have won that mm-hmm. award. You have, and I feel awful for Horizon, because Horizon was an incredible game. It just came out at the oh, wrong Horizon year. was so good, and yeah. it got so overshadowed by everything. They yeah, getting passed over time and time again. But that game was fantastic. And then you have Mario Odyssey, of course. And then you have Persona 5, which was nominated. And it's like, to me, it's... And, I mean, even even things that we saw earlier in the year, like stuff like Resident Evil 7, which launched in January, which is like far and away the best game in the series, I think. But like that's stuff that, you know, in years prior, you would have seen things like that go up for, for Game of the Year and everything as well. Yeah, for sure. And then this year it wasn't even nominated. And it's like... No, yeah, to me, exactly. To me, it really does come down to not so much what the best game is, but what the best genre is, because mm. each and every one of those games, I feel like, could have a strong argument for being the pinnacle of their genre. Mm-hmm. Like Persona 5, yep, the top-notch masterclass of RPG. It, it just turns out the best genre this year was Nintendo. Yeah, the, <laughs> the best genre this year was <laughs> Nintendo. But, no, but with... And I think with Zelda, the reason why it's getting as much praise as it's been getting is just because not only was it a fantastic game but it really did subvert a lot of the expectations that came with a zelda game like you know the constant complaint that you hear from a lot of nintendo games time and time again is that they play it safe and you know they all kind of Mm. follow a similar formula and not only did zelda kind of throw the entire formula out and become really experimental in comparison to other zelda games but it all worked it all worked so well right and to me, it's really hard to argue otherwise, although, like I said, a strong case could be made for everything that was nominated. I mean, did you guys agree with the pick, or was there something else you guys would have went with? No, like, for Game of the Year, I think that it had to be Zelda, and I think that... Uh, I almost think that that was clear when the game first came out, because there has not been another game in recent memory that I can think of that like had such universal appeal and such universal acclaim and i for weeks and weeks like i was reading articles about how this was the best game that that these people had like not only like best zelda game or the best game i played this year or the coolest game to play on your new portable nintendo console but like so many people were talking about how this is the best game they've ever played period and that is not something that 
I, I just don't recall another game in recent memory that had such ovation at such a high level and so universally. And I think it was pretty obvious at that, just even at launch, that some that it's something really, really special. And I think that pretty much like I, it's gonna be it's gonna be that in that number one spot in so many places this year, um, and it already has been. But yeah, I don't think that anything else in the year where Breath of the Wild came out, I don't think that anything else really had a chance. Yeah, for sure, not even Mario. Except for Cuphead, because Cuphead went out over Zelda, over Destiny Two for art direction, mm-hmm. and I was really yeah. surprised. They're a small like they haven't done anything else. This is the first game they made their debut in the. Uh, company and they won almost I think they won the majority of the things they were nominated for yeah mm-hmm. and it and was in development for a really long time too but the work really shows yeah totally and yeah it's, such a it's cool... in, that game is incredible looking yeah I, I haven't gotten it yet I want to get it only if only because of the octopus mermaid bad guy that you have to fight because she's everything <laughs> in my life when it's it's something that I haven't picked it up yet either and it looks so cool but I've just heard that like you know, my habits, not, you know, I buy a lot of games, don't play them for very long, yeah. but try, you know, in the short amount of time I do play them, try to experience as much as it is as possible. But I've heard that the game itself is very, very challenging, mm-hmm. which I'm all up for, but you need the time you know, for it with the amount. Of, yeah. With the amount of time that I'm going to play the title, like at that point, am I only seeing a few levels? And at that point, is it worth, the, is it worth the money? Yeah, just, for sure. I'm just broke. <laughs> and I'm broke. I'm just broke. I don't. I don't have a job. People don't throw me money. I don't know. I I do have a job, and I'm so broke. <laughs> the job job so simulator broke. doesn't count. Yeah, job simulator <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, like just because there was a lot to go over. There is the reveals and the trailers and everything. So before we move on to those, I did want to go through the rest of the awards real quick and see if you guys thought there were any other like notable winners or surprises Mm. just going through the list real quick um persona 5 won best role-playing game which i don't really think there was too much competition on that front Mm -mm. um best i feel like the the did you see the commercial with or not commercial but the piece where conan was uh like talking about the game of the year nominations and how they were all horrible oh no i didn't oh he like it was pretty funny but then he for persona 5 he just like read the back of the game which was like live a normal life and like get a part-time job and blah 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 and he's like this is terrible but when he like read it i was like man that sounds actually quite interesting (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's good to see i'm so happy to see persona getting like a lot of mainstream attention this time because it's always been kind of a cult hit but now it seems like it's almost poised to take the top rpg spot from final fantasy i think because Final Fantasy. Did Final Fantasy of... come out this year or was that? No, last it came year? out late last year, but it had just missed the window for nominations for last year. So which I is see. why it ended up making this year's list. But that game was more of an action game anyway. Um so yeah, as far as like traditional JRPG like persona was really the only pick. Uh Overwatch won best esports game, which Overwatch is really the only esports game I play, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um as far as surprises go. Uh, Near Automata won Best Soundtrack, which is another amazing game that came out this year that's kind of, except for like, it's also another like cult hit that got lost in the shuffle with so many other great games coming out, but I was I was really happy to see Nier win anything. Uh, what else was there? Oh, a bet, most anticipated game went to Last of Us Part 2, which isn't a I big disagree. surprise. I disagree. I would have picked Red Dead, but I, I was actually expect, I was <laughs> expecting God of War to win. 
honestly. Yes, so that's that kind what of surprised I me. I think I was also expecting I was expecting Red Dead, but I personally The Last of Us is probably the number one. Or Spider Man. It's been a long time since we've got a good Spider Man. So And this Spider Man looks pretty freaking amazing. So all three of us wanted something different. Yeah. Yeah. This is the beginning of the end. I mean <laughs> No, but um so going down with some of the more notable awards, we were just talking about Resident Evil 7, which won Best VR Game. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that. like, looking at each game in that category, like, I don't think it could have been anything else but Resident Evil, just because Capcom really showed that, like, you do not need to, like, downgrade the experience. You can, you can have this amazing AAA title that literally is, like, you don't have a VR headset? Great, this game is one of the best games of the year. You do have a, you do have a VR headset? Awesome. Have fun playing this game for 15 minutes at a time. Uh, because you're too terrified to go on. Like they really showed that you don't need to limit an experience just to have it in VR. And I and uh, it's it's like they they deserve that so much. But looking at the other games like Super Hot VR, that's one of the most that's one of the coolest like VR games that I've played so far. Um, I mean, you essentially feel like you're you know in the bullet time scenes of the Matrix while you're playing it, and it's really neat. Farpoint is like Farpoint really showed. Farpoint's interesting because it's almost the opposite of Resident Evil in that the the gameplay experience, if you were not playing in VR, not very good. But when you're playing it in VR with the aim controller, which it was bundled with, like it's one of the coolest the, the coolest things. Just because that extra immersion of seeing the gun in your hands and you're actually holding something that's shaped like a gun and everything like that is uh, it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. Um, but nothing had it nothing could touch resident evil 7 this year I, I think and i hope that other developers looking at the success the games had because of that and and the extra love that the game's gotten from the vr community like i hope that other people will or other other developers will think about adding that to their games as well because of something like that coming out right yeah i wouldn't know because i never really played vr but (laughs) but i mean like i said resident evil is the one that we were considering getting it specifically for so Mm -hmm. winning that award makes it a lot more like or not not necessarily more likely but it doesn't hurt its case you should just do it just two hundred dollars i could get a place another playstation 4 for about the same amount not a switch but that's not in vr Uh, i guess you're right they need switch vr and then i'll just buy all that shit the ver- it's oh, not powerful enough yeah. to run VR. Don't give them any ideas. The Virtual Boy didn't dreams. work too well. <laughs> but um, moving on from the VR, uh, best fighting game went to Injustice 2, which at first my knee-jerk reaction was to be surprised, but then I looked at all the other games that were nominated, and most of them didn't really have any single-player content or had poor single-player content, whereas mm. Injustice just has so much to do both online and offline. So I felt like the right game won in that case. Um Cuphead won Best Soundtrack and Best Art Direction, like we mentioned. Wolfenstein won Best Action Game, which makes me even more excited to play it. It's been sitting wrapped in a plastic bag for like a month now. Who knows when I'm going to get to play it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And who doesn't want to shoot Nazis, right? Yeah. Well, white nationalists, but we won't go there today. Oh, yeah. it was What, what was it on Twitter when they were saying that they're being discriminated against? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> but uh, one another one, and I never even heard of this game, but I was still surprised that it won. Uh, 
What Remains of Edith Finch won Best Narrative. Oh, I was going to talk about that. That game. That is my, that is like my favorite game this year. To be honest, like. Yeah. It looks amazing. After, after I saw that, um, Hellblade was sweeping through everything and people were talking about how its story was so good in regards to like mental illness and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I was fully expecting, you know how I said Hellblade caught me by surprise how much it won, but when I saw how much it won, I was fully expecting it at that point to take best narrative only for uh, Edith Finch to win it. So I never heard of this game before yesterday, so maybe you guys can nope. tell me a little bit more about it. I know nothing. I just watched it today and was like, oh, Hellblade's gonna, is gonna sell yeah, this stuff. So- and then I saw they were like, "What?" I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, oh, I should write this down so I can look at it later. And then it won, and I was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it, it launched back in February, and I think it was like a timed PlayStation exclusive, but hit Xbox uh, back in the summer. But it's kind of like, it's like a, you know, a classic walking simulator type thing. Like, you don't do a lot except go and, and look around and experience the story itself. But um, you follow, or you are, this character named Edith Finch, who is this girl who is returning kind of, she's returning to her childhood home um, after like quite some time away and it's like the home has been abandoned um she's trying she's kind of going to get some looking for answers as to this why that her family is cursed essentially and uh the family's cursed in that like like she is the only living finch that's left and so it's got this incredible art style but also this incredible story where you are going through the house and you're going into the like bedrooms of all of these family members that have died and actually like like going into like like you'll be you'll take over the characters for instance like you'll pick up a diary or something and it'll go into that character's story and you can see who they were and how they felt and what they did and and how they eventually died and uh Oh, it's just so like like it flows so well, and it's there's like just moments where you'll like laugh out loud, and there's moments where like you'll probably feel like crying, and there's just like it's it's unbelievable, and uh, I don't even know how I heard about it, but I was so excited for it, and then I finally got to play it fairly recently, actually, and I played through it in one sitting. I mean, it's not long; it was probably like two two and a half hours, but I played through it in one sitting, and then literally the next day, like like I was like oh like. I think Michaela and I had the day off together and it was like, what do you want to do today? And it was like, Oh wait, I don't care. You're playing this game. And I'm going to, and, and I just played it yesterday, but I'm going to watch the whole thing again because it's that gripping and it's that enthralling. And that this year, it has been the most memorable gaming experience that I've had. And, and it's like, this is the year where I played all that cool VR stuff. And that stuff is so immersive, but this is the game that like really like was thought provoking and stuck with me. And, I would play again and again and again, and I would definitely recommend that anybody pick it up. I'm just checking to see if it's on sale on the PlayStation Network right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then moving on, the only other really big surprise to me was uh, Ra- Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle won Best Strategy Game. Which, right. as much as... I mean, that game's fantastic. Like I feel like it should have won, but... Considering how much flack that game got when it was first announced, where everyone was like, "Who the fuck wants a rabid Mario crossover?" I just, and the game ended up being fantastic. It, the game looks interesting, but I like have not given it a second thought or a second look because I fucking hate rabbits. You know, rabbits. You know, minions are just knockoffs of rabbits, right? Oh, I know that. Okay, yeah, good. Absolutely. As long as I don't care if you hate or love the rabbits, as long as you could recognize that shit, that pisses me off. 
I get irrationally angry when I see minions because I think how they just made like a worldwide phenomenon. Oh, it's just like based totally a ripoff, yeah. But anyway, but no, the game itself is great. And I think, and I really enjoy like the first rabbits. What they showed up in the there was like that Wii launch the game, Rayman right? Game. And that's the first time the rabbits, yeah. Sh- yeah. And I feel like there it was fine. Like there they were less annoying and they just kind of existed. But then like they just kind of made them like dumber and dumber and dumber with each release. I feel like until they got to the level where then minions were like, oh, we're going to copy this, but make them yellow and uh, put overalls on them. And bananas. And uh, yeah. And I don't know. Like I feel like they just like the characters, if like they just degraded over time and over the releases and now they're just like so annoying or it was then it was like then then the minions came out and they're like oh people love this shit like we gotta like make them more over the top or something like that I don't know you know rabid peach is gonna be on the waifu list this year right oh right. I cannot wait for the waifu list that is like the that I think that's why Jonathan hasn't shut Geekscape down <laughs> after all these years is he just wants to know who the waifus of the year are well, that's a early that's a sneak peek into the to the to the highly <laughs> it's all down here list. from rabid peach rabid peach she has her own Instagram account. Are you kidding? No uh, way. Is it like yeah. official? Well, they just oh, wow. they converted the official Rabid Instagram page into just Rabid okay. Peach. But That's so yeah, funny. while you look that up, the only other two rewards I wanted to talk about was best ongoing game, which also went to Overwatch, much like the best esports game, which I kind of feel like almost feels like the same award to me, but. Because, I mean, if it's an eSport, it's not going to just, like, disappear. No, but you could have an, a game that's ongoing that's not an eSport. What was what were all the nominations? Uh, oh, let me look. Uh, is then, it going to let me choose? Best. Everything says best. Ongoing game. Uh, we have Overwatch, Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, PUBG, which I don't... Destiny 2, Grand Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, so it's like half esports, <laughs> half not. But yeah, it felt a little redundant, but I'm happy Overwatch won. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think out of those games, um, Overwatch 1 is the only one I've played. I might look into Warframe. It looked pretty cool, but I prefer, like, I feel like it's that weird crossover between high fantasy and sci-fi, and I generally don't care for those. I... I played it for a bit because the Warframe was like, I think when the PS4 launched, Warframe launched with it or was already out and the PS4 did not have a large library to start. And I remember playing a lot of Warframe in those early days and it looks totally different now from what it was then. But I just remember it being quite fun and the mechanics were very solid back then. And I mean, it's still alive today, so it must have something going for it. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to look into it. It's just like generally... I mean, but Overwatch is also not typically a kind of game that I enjoy, and I that's been the most played game I've played all year, so mm. that tells you something, I guess. Branch out. Try new shit, y'all. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, <laughs> the and then the last one I wanted to mention was uh, Best Handheld Game, which went to Metroid, and I'm not going to argue that, but I would have went with Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia. But either way, I feel like between those two, I would have been happy with either one. So I'm glad Metroid won. But one question that I want to ask is how much longer before they need to include the Switch in that category? I was just going to say that. Like, why? Like, can you hold it in your hands and play the game? Like, 
Yes. Okay. It's a portable system. Yeah. I I mean, next year there won't be any 3DS games, and that's pretty much the only portable console that still exists. So, um, so next year, because <laughs> there won't be any games left for 3DS. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, because at... were there any? Were they all 3DS games? Were there any Vita games on there? Did any Vita games release this year? Uh, Aside from Hyper Dimension Neptune, Mary Skelter came out a month ago. <laughs> So 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 the, the Vita did not have re- a Mary Skelter. It's the Mary game where Skelters. you play as a bunch of goth Lolita versions of fairy tale princesses while you fight through a living dungeon <laughs> made of tongues and shit. And that sounds like some weeb shit. I want no part of. That's the weebest fucking shit. So the so the <laughs> so the year so the Vita did not have a great year. Then is what we're saying, or it did have it, a great year. Depending it did on have who a great year to. for one day in September. <laughs> uh, but yeah that is entirely 3ds games so they're gonna have to put switch ga- switch games on there next year or just scrap the handheld it, it's also interesting i feel like it's interesting too that it's a separate category for mobile versus handheld because why are those what different? one mobile by the way i didn't see that um uh, monument are valley too kidding me i'm sorry monument valley is amazing fire emblem should have won Fire Emblem should have won because it made more profits than Mario uh, Run with a quarter of the downloads. But isn't it, by popularity, isn't it a fucking high school prom vote? Pretty much. It's, yeah, so it doesn't matter. I don't think... Mo- what's what's a high school prom vote? The the Video Game Awards. It's, chose, you know, it's powered by the people, right? Like, people choose... No, only certain... Only certain uh, I think it's only certain categories. Oh. Well, then I don't know anything. Where, like, player's yes. choice, yeah. Edit that out. No. And if it was player, if it was player's choice, there's no way Monument Valley Two would win. I don't that's know. I true. I don't. I haven't been playing mobile games. I've been playing Twenty Forty Eight, and that's about it. So <laughs> and now you're not playing anything. I mean, now I'm not playing anything. Now you're playing. <laughs> I miss my phone. <laughs> Should have put it in a Ziploc bag I, or something. Well, okay, so or sprung for the sprung for so the water system. I dropped one. my beautiful, brand new, nearly brand new phone into the bathtub. Because I have screen problems. And now it won't turn on. And I did some Googling. And apparently rice isn't that great for withdrawing, like drying the water out. And it's better to use couscous over rice. But the best is just to put it in a hot, dry place and let it air dry for several days. So, yeah, I'm trying that. And just So, so you put it on your heater and you're going to go back after this podcast. And it's just it. going to be a melted pile of plastic. Don't say things like that, Derek. You're making my anxiety flare up. <laughs> or the battery will burst into flames. Oh, I mean, I could sm- if it was if it was on fire, I would smell it. It's like five feet away. I can. All right. I can see it from where I'm sitting. So you can see the smoke. Yeah, the the, the smoldering ashes of what was once my heart. I'm getting <laughs> real Shane today, aren't I? <laughs> Everybody well, hates me. My life is terrible. Someone had to fill that role. <laughs> oh. But yeah, and then oh yeah, just like the video game awards itself, we almost forgot best multiplayer award, which went to <laughs> PUBG. They straight up forgot though, and no one noticed for a long time. I think they noticed it today. Someone said something about it, and they were like, "Oh yeah." I feel, I feel like I, I just wish that you could try that game. It looks like a lot of fun. Meh. It's a really c- cool idea. And why did it take till 2017 for a game with that simple of a premise to come out? Um. Because it was so blaringly obvious, obvious, maybe like no one thought it would work. Maybe, yeah. But then, like literally, it came out of nowhere, and now it's all anyone talks about. 
Aside from loot boxes in Star Wars, there was some yeah. there was some shade thrown at microtransactions for one of the awards. Like the presenter said, "Oh, just like all video games, I have to pay, do a microtransaction to." Open. Oh, I saw and that. I yeah, busted up. I was like, "Yes, please get rid of microtransactions. <laughs> Fuck you." Oh, man. Speaking of, um, you remember how a few weeks ago I said I wanted to really wanted to get Star Wars Battlefront because it looked really good, but I didn't want to actually spend money on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you just play it on EA No, Access? my friend's mother stole a bunch of video games on Black Friday, including multiple copies of Star Wars Battlefront. So Nice. So they said they're going to give me one because so, I, I helped her get a job. You mean she received them as a free promotion from... Because <laughs> you helped her get a job. I helped, I helped my friend get a job, and then a week later, her mom stole a bunch of games from Walmart on, during the oh. hysteria of Black Friday. And then afterwards, they went back in and stole like 30 more. Jesus so they Christ. had multiple copies of Jesus. Battlefront since that was all over on display. So it's ridiculous. So I'll be playing it soon. Fight yeah, you beat, you, see, you gotta you gotta beat the system. I'm not playing that game out of <laughs> out of principle. Fuck microtransactions. Fuck yeah, get your fuck, friends. Fuck see, the, the moral of the story is don't give in to microtransactions. Just get your friends' mothers to steal video well, games and send them. So to here's you. the thing with that is we we talked about this last time, which has been lost to the annals of whatever. Um, we thought that. Battlefront EA had gone through, like fixed their ways. They weren't going to be terrible. They were going to apologize and take away all that microtransaction pay-to-win bullshit. They're just suspending it. So fuck that game. Fuck EA. Fuck that game. I read like an update today that they actually might not bring them back at all. Uh, I don't believe it. They'll probably wait until the heat. I probably probably wait until the heat dies down and they have their dedicated like yeah, you know the people who are going to stick with it and then they'll bring it back. As soon as they get the numbers they want, they're gonna they'll switch it around, and then people will get mad and it'll dip again. They'll give away a skin or something, and people will be placated and keep playing. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds know. about right. It's garbage. Yeah, but so that's about it for all the awards. But there were plenty of trailers and reveals, which yeah. we need to make sure to go through. I'll, Death Stranding was obviously the big one, so I feel like we'll save that for last. But. Next to yeah. Death Stranding, I was really excited that Bayonetta 3, of all things, got announced at the show. And I not- love her shoes. I have loved her shoes since I first saw that game, and I want to play that game solely because of her shoes. Well, there you go. Now, in February, you'll be able to play 1 and 2 on the Switch, and then sometime either next year or the year after, I'm guessing, we'll be have Bayonetta 3. So, that's up to everyone to help me get a Switch so I can get a husband and play Bayonetta. And snipper clips. <laughs> Don't forget snipper clips. And snipper clips. clips. So I can but, uh, have some down dirty Stimper Clips time. Yeah, there you go. Isn't it? <laughs> and it, I mentioned this before, but it's worth saying again. Isn't it funny how it was like, oh, the Wii U sucks. It has no games. And now everyone's so excited when all the Wii U games get ported to Switch. Yes. Including including Zelda, the game of the year, by the way, it was a Wii U game that was just ported oh. to Switch. Yep, that's true. But, ridiculous. But yeah, the perception's reality, I suppose. But yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> to see... Bayonetta getting another shot as well as Soul Calibur 6 which even though Soul Calibur 5 for the most part sucked horribly I'm excited mm. to see how good Soul Calibur 6 looked I'm excited to see hopefully that they'll correct some of their mistakes because I mean Tekken didn't exactly have the best story mode but at least it had something and one of Soul Calibur 5's biggest problems was that it had it went from being a game that was known for its extensive single player mode to having like this piss poor two hour story mode with like really nothing else to do besides online. So I'm hoping with the improvement to the presentation combined with the uh, 
combined with some of the lessons they learned in Tekken 7, hopefully they can have a bigger, better experience for people who don't want to, you know, like fight cursing 10 year olds all day over their PlayStation Network or (laughs) Xbox Live. Uh, I was excited for two games that I saw for trailers. Um, One was In the Valley of the Gods. Oh, God, that looks so good. good. You're playing with one other NPC. And you're, like, going through these Egyptian ruins. It's not exactly clear what you're doing. You know that your case that you're carrying is really important. But, like, it just looks so beautiful and so cool and very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know more about it. That's coming out in, sometime in 2019, I think it said. Um, and it's done by Campo Santo, who did Firewatch. Firewatch, so. yes. Which I, like, I think that may have been my top game last year. It was definitely in my top games last year. But as this, yeah, it looked so cool yeah. right away. Uh, the other one I was excited for was Fade to Silence, which is coming out in like a week. And I haven't heard anything for before. Um, and it looks like it's a post-apocalyptic world, possibly post-nuclear like winter. Because you're in like snow, you, you're a man like mushing with a bunch of dogs, and then like fighting shadow creatures. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what the story is. Like That's what grabbed me on that. I was like, I want to know what that story is. That looks fun to play because of the story. Mm-hmm. So those were the two trailers that I saw that really grabbed me besides Death Stranding, which we'll talk when you guys are ready. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know what to say about it. I don't know. Uh, and then, oh, and then the, okay. So the only other thing was the Breath of the Wild DLC, which came out yesterday. Did you guys see that part? Yeah. Yeah. It came out in the evening after the awards and stuff. So yeah. my only thing with the whole thing with that was what the fuck with a motorcycle for Link? Because it feels so out of place from what I know of the Zelda universe for there to be a motorcycle. But it sounds like you it sounds like you have to be like like you don't get that. Like that's your reward for beating all of the challenges in yeah, that DLC. Yeah, but it still seems weird for it to be a motorcycle. Well, to be to be fair, he did have a motorcycle as his custom vehicle when he was a downloadable character in Mario Kart. Yeah, but that's Mario Kart. That's like a that's like a modern you have cars, you have go-karts. But like for for the Zelda world to have a motorcycle just seems weird to me. Well, I don't know. I, I this felt like it this was, Zelda like, game in particular had a lot of like mechanical enemies and characters and stuff that were really mm-hmm. outside of what Zelda usually was. I mean, I'm not I'm not even necessarily arguing against what you're saying. It is kind of weird, but I guess but I didn't feel like completely it like a dragon or something or a giant mm-hmm. goldfish. Make it a goldfish. Everything from now on has to be giant goldfish. But see, it's a horse. everything. But it's a horse-shaped motorcycle, so it's still like a horse. <laughs> no. I, I reject it. I want a, a helicopter goldfish. A helicopter goldfish. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they'll get on that with the next Zelda. You heard I'm it sure, here first, Nintendo. I'm sure... Helicopter sh- goldfish are the way of the future. <laughs> I'm sure Anoma and Miyamoto are like the two of the three people that listen to us. So oh, yeah. they'll get right on it. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was pretty cute when, like, that guy was in, like, a Link outfit and took the yes! sword out. Yes, okay, which, by the way, that's totally from the Thinky line that I saw when I went to PAX. That's one of the pieces you can buy. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I was like, what is this? Like, at first I was like, why is this dude, like, pulling a sword out? Why is he wearing, like, Thinky wear? And then I realized he was one of the developers, and I was like, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um... Yeah, was there anything else video game? I mean, Death Stranding, I think, was the biggest. They also said it was the um, longest world premiere trailer that they had, like, ever there. 
uh, and it did it did feel pretty long, but it was so. I thought it weird. was funny that in the show notes, whoever put it in said gameplay confirmed, and I was like, really? I didn't. I couldn't tell. That was me. Yeah, I didn't see. Um, yeah, I didn't so see. So I saw any, that. That was from like, Gamespot thirty minutes ago, and that's all they that they tweeted it out. They didn't have any other information. They just said gameplay confirmed. It's, it's confirmed that you can play Death Stranding. <laughs> that it's that it, that it's not like a weird like because hasn't could you hasn't he done things before like where it wasn't actually a video game there was nothing that you played it was just like his weird fucked up story that he wanted to share yeah it was called metal gear solid 4 i don't i can't kojima's too much for me i mean granted like my first (laughs) exposure to him i think was fucking pt which (sighs) no i mean um but also what the fuck with him and fetuses it's the norman fetus man Okay, but there was, like, okay, so there's the fetus in the jug, and then, like, there was a fetus inside of him, which is not how babies work. I just want to share, in case anyone's confused. And well, that's what happens when fetus, you strand death. The fetus shit in, in PT. Like, like, no. Stop. Maybe they're the <laughs> law infant terribly, or however you say it. Terrible babies? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That That's what they were it, called in Metal Gear. Uh, oh, solid I, Snake and Liquid Snake were... Bad babies. Yeah, they're bad babies. <laughs> that sounds like, like a Pixar video movie, like <laughs> Boss it's Baby, a, Bad it, Baby. It's a Pixar movie. It's a pic. Oh, it's gosh. that. It's that Pixar movie that they decided not to put in Coco and put that crappy uh, Olaf <laughs> film instead. The one about the the terrible babies and the transvestite vampires and. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Derek, what did you think? Uh, I thought it made me really excited to eventually figure out what is going on. Um, I mean, it looked super cool, but like, no clue, yeah. no clue whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what to say. It like, like looked beautiful, um, and I'm really excited to buy it. And maybe the story will be so convoluted that I'll play it through the whole thing. Yeah, it's maybe. like and. I don't know, like just the like invisible the weird hands? things, like what was know. happening? Yeah, it's like I've never been so excited to not know what I'm watching. Yeah, 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 and it was just like like I didn't want it, like there was no exposition no. or context to any of it, but I did not want yeah, it. To Norman Reedus didn't know. even know what was happening, right? He's, yeah, what, it's crazy. what was it again that he said? He said like I, I uh, have to go to the internet after this to figure out what happened. Yeah, in in the game that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, I, I mean, that was probably the take... Like, that and Bayonetta, I feel like, were the two things that most people were talking about yesterday. So Probably. That can only, you know, that can only bring more positive buzz to both of those games. So hopefully mm-hmm. they end up living up to all the hype. Hopefully. So yeah, so that's about it in terms of what happened at the Game Awards. I see, Courtney, you had... Uh, favorite non-gaming moment regarding uh, Guillermo del Toro. Well, Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite storytellers. Um, when he did Pan's Labyrinth, like I watched that movie over and over again, even though it's like borderline too much for me. Pan's uh, Pan's Labyrinth is it's amazing. I love Pan's Labyrinth. And I and I speak Spanish, so like I don't like subtitles don't bother me. I can not look at them, and I'm totally fine with the story. Um, humble brag, but um, and I love his artwork. I love his his aesthetic. Um, and I didn't really know that he and Hideo Kojima were friends. Um, I knew that he had input on the PT thing, 
but um, I didn't know they were, like, friends. And, like, seeing them come together on stage and, like, just kind of, like, pal around was the cutest thing I have ever seen in video gaming. They were, like, they were, like, Patrick Stewart and, um, what's his name? Ian McKellen? Yes, that's what they reminded me of. Like, that's what they're gonna be when they get old. And it made me happy inside, and it reminded me I need to go see Guillermo's new movie, and and that's all I needed from this whole thing. That was my favorite part of the whole show, because they're cute. (laughs) (sighs) I wish we could have had Silent Hills. Yeah, we all do. Now we have Norman Fetus. Courtney's fine. (laughs) Courtney doesn't need it. I mean, that's gonna be super, yeah. Like, you could possibly play Death Stranding where you could never play Silent Hills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a, that was um, about so it that. for the gaming awards. So now seems like a pretty good time to start wrapping things up. But before we do, we did want to talk about a few new additions to Geekscape for around the site. Yeah. So Matt Kelly told me this morning and they launched this morning. There's a new podcast on the network um, called Overleague. And um, as far as I know, it's two guys who are getting together and they're talking about the new Overwatch competitive league. Um and so they, they have their brand new podcast on the website today, and you can go check that out. And I think we might have them on the show here soon. Hmm. Question awesome. mark. Um, if we want to. They'll be they'll be on the show before Shane's on the Horror Movie Night podcast, it sounds like. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then the other big news we have coming up is um, we've decided to do a charity stream. So we're getting a bunch of different hosts together from the Geekscape network, including John. And Matt Kelly's going to DM for us. I get to actually play. And we're going to play D&D for charity. And that's going to be on December 27th. And we're going to stream it live on Twitch. Um, when we get more details about when I figure out time zones and stuff, I'll put all that information on the Geekscape Games website on our Facebook. Um, and it'll be on the Geekscape network and Geekscape Forever. It'll be everywhere. So come watch us donate mm-hmm. um we've got a couple different um couple different options that we have for charities and we're kind of waiting to talk with everybody about what we want to donate to but we're going to check it out and make sure that the money that is donated goes to a good cause and not to like a ceo's salary or something stupid like that so we're not sending it to susan g coleman no fuck that bitch okay <laughs> <laughs> but she's no, she a warrior <laughs> she's terrible just just yep. gets everywhere. <laughs> she has a spirit of a warrior. Oh no. But that's it. That's all I got. That was everything right. today. Alright, sounds good. So what do you say we wrap it up? Sounds good. Yeah. yeah all right, cool. Josh. Yes. Uh I'm gonna go finish watching the game awards. <laughs> Where think. can we find you on social media, Josh? Uh I'm at Inu Joshua just about everywhere, including Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, uh PSN, Switch just about everywhere so yeah make sure to find me and play all those single player games with me because i'm never online and derek where can we find you uh so i'm at d on twitter and i am captain k 17 uh across gaming platforms and i'm on twitter as a k geeky girl and everywhere else i'm geeky girl ak unless i'm just geeky girl which i'm just now finding out so I guess if you really want to find me, find me on Twitter, DM me, ask for my information. I'll do my thorough background check and uh, let you have my information, I guess. So there. All right. Sounds good. And we should be back this weekend for a regular episode 
uh, try to give you guys a double dose of Geekscape Games goodness, considering we've been away for a month. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully Shane will be back and we'll have the full crew together. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm an itty bitty cuphead One ten and then I've already made a bun Yeah, picking up steam Wonder why they call me hothead Struck a deal with the devil Now I'm racking up dead Yes, I made a dumb bet Tony took it upset I'm a cup of trouble Let me see my mug shot Yeah, step in front On my finger gun And you drop dead While I'm walking bosses Super Bowl jobless They'll never stop me From running like a faucet I'm a full cup Don't you ever try to top it You can never touch it But you can kick the bucket I'm meant to be drunk from But not to be trusted Heads up, hit the deck, my